Good evening, it's Wednesday, March 16th, and you're listening to The Fringe Meta. I'm your host, Kyle, Dr. K-Force Pat, and with me as always, my trusty sidekick, my partner <coughs> in crime, he the resting witch face Shepard, and joining us once again, Andrew Tactic Green. How are you boys doing this evening? I'm I'm doing great, in, in spite of the pre-show, which the last three, two or three weeks, I have been haranguing uh, you about uh, how much I want to quit. Yes, I'm bringing it up on air, I'm sorry to say, but uh, anyway. I would uh, like to know, you did not get a pregnant pause today. I did yeah. not. I saw. I saw. Yeah. That that has nothing. That has one. nothing to do with it. That definitely helps in your category. Truly breaking the barriers. We'll we'll see where this podcast goes in the coming weeks. I'm cautiously optimistic. As every time I seem to hit the record button, I am excited about chatting video games with you guys. But as we get closer and closer to the next week's recording, hate the hell out of it. Andy, uh, how are you? We should go to Germany. <laughs> we're, we're, we're also deeply sorry that you missed a brilliant show last week. Mm. There's lots of insight and knowledge. I thought and it was pretty good. We, we, this, it would have mm. been the podcast that broke us through that glass ceiling. I, I, I actually thought it was pretty Unfortunately, good. Unfortunately, it, no. it got lost in the ether, and you'll no. never, ever listen to it again. I yeah. can say um, without a shred I, of irony, it was the best podcast I've been on. <laughs> I I honestly I don't think know, like you were on our Star Wars one. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Rather than our Star Wars one, adding a third person is nice because we get that third point of view. Um, you know, he's he's a little farther uh, left than me in terms of the you know video game scale. Um, in terms of video game politics, I don't know what you want to call it, but anyway, um, and just just the knowledge you bring to the table because you play a lot of games that Kyle Ben and I have never heard of. I mean, Monster Rancher, what the hell is that? Right. Like, Monster Rancher is also a game. It's just one I don't care about. Right. Right. Wow. Anyway, same, same with using that as a beautiful segue, Pete. Thank you. Mm-hmm. What have uh, you been playing? Andy, Me? Let's start oh. with you. Let's start with Andy. Yeah, we need to get him out of the way. I've been playing League of Legends. You know what? This time I actually have a much shorter list because uh, my computer sadly has tempted to commit seppuku. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's rest, okay for rest now. In, rest in pepperonis. Mm-hmm. It's it's okay for now, but I've been playing more Dark Souls because. I apparently hate myself, and really, League of Legends. Uh, not much else has has caught me this week. Really? Yeah. Say, uh, it's been busy. We had a major release at work. Say impressive, as they say up in Quebec. Wow, I'm I'm impressed. Good, uh, how good about you, Pete? Have you just League of Legends? Too? League of Legends. I you know I want to do a a short review of my League of Legends experience. So uh, last week in the show that got lost in the ether, I said I was playing Trundle. Lol, not League of Legends, because I'm just playing the game of Trundle. Love him. Haven't played him this week. Wanted to switch it up. I was talking to Andy today about trying out some uh, some junglers that fit my style a little bit more, a little less carry, a little bit more team support. Yeah, I'm going back to Trundle. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I don't know what to say. Uh, you, on champions, you can't carry on. And yeah, I'm worried about these Devourer nerfs. Uh, Cinderhawk seems just too weak of a jungle item for tanks at the moment. Um, uh, on The Sejuani buffs are n- nice and everything like that. I tried to play Maokai in the jungle. I built pure utility tank, like just, you know, charge them down. I have no threat. I can't duel anyone. I have no threat. I'm, you know, trying to flank. And they're just like, oh, we see your flank. We don't give a crap. You know, like, anyway... There was a lot of, um, oh no, it's Maokai, I'll just walk yeah, casually right, this direction. Yeah, right, right, it's fine, all, you know, yeah, it was, it was, it was bad, um, 
It, it just really made me frustrated with playing the game. And it's just the role of the jungler at the moment. Yeah, I see what Meteos is saying. I don't know if you've seen some of his clips on the League of Legends subreddit. What Meteos is saying about the jungle meta right now. It's still... I mean, junglers can carry. I mean, you see the Gragas builds, the Nidalee builds, and stuff like that, right? That come out in Lee Sin builds. But it's still kind of like, you know, this Korean meta of, you don't give me second blue, I just AFK. Or I just tilt so hard I lose my lane hard. Even though you ganked me two times. You know, you ganked my lane ahead two times. And all my early game advantages I give to my players just go into the ether, just disappear. And uh, we come out in the team fight phase, and I'm playing a jungler that isn't as good in the mid and late game. And that's frustrating. And then the games where I play a carry who's more of a late game, I basically just need to go, please don't feed your lanes. I need to farm to six. And uh, guess what happens? They feed their lanes. It's uh, honestly still loving League of Legends at the moment. A little frustrating uh, as a jungler, though. So. With Vayne Soda, they both needed a sandwich so bad. God damn it, Andy. God damn it. <laughs> God damn you to hell. Um, but anyway, yeah, um, in terms of other games, honestly, dude, um, like I, I, was, I, was feeling, I was feeling it on Monday night and last night a little bit. That's why I played League uh, later than I – Andy was there to witness it later than I usually would. I was feeling playing games, and Monday I was just like – I was looking through my Steam library. I was looking through my um, my uh, Warcraft launcher. I mean, my uh, Battle.net launcher. I was like, I need to play something, you know. Um, yeah. I'm being in something else, like uh, like Overwatch or um, I don't know. I really want to play like an RPG now too. I don't know if you have any suggestions. Oh, later, but... No, like something like more action RPG oriented. But I'm kind of bored with Diablo, and I I think Poe's kind of just Diablo too. It's just as yeah, how action. I don't know. I was I was I I was eyeballing Titan Quest on on like that actiony, but it's still like to me it's still practically full price. I know the company that made it collapsed. So why are you trying to cram this shit down my throat for twenty bucks? You know what I mean? Like because the publisher hasn't collapsed. Well, twenty bucks for it a game says a lot about where power lies. Twenty yeah, anyway, bucks for we'll a game talk that came about out. What yeah. you should play after? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, sorry. We should move on to the news. Yes. Yes. I, I mean, I don't want to talk about what I'm playing. No. Oh, hey. Yeah. What, oh, what you're oh, playing? Hey. Yeah. We just assumed it was the division, and we were going to do a little bit about it later. So I think. No, oh. but why would we not talk about what I'm playing? Yeah. Well, you're playing it's the kinda, division, it's right? It's kind of rude. For you, one, you, you, sh- you on. shoot guns at people that take four headshots in a row and don't go down. Good for you. But it's in a realistic setting in New York and also in not much of the future, and you're using realistic guns, but and people are grenade. for some reason really hard to kill. Yeah. And also it seems to be a power fantasy about killing the people you're afraid of. Yeah. You want minorities? We've got the looters. You yeah. you, you want prisoners? Oh, we them. got them. Yeah. We got a throwaway line to say that they're not all bad people, but you're still murdering the fuck out of them. This has been pent up, Kyle Pat. <laughs> We didn't Apparently, get to record this. You want to kill PMCs? Even... We've got that, <laughs> goddammit. You yeah. want to kill Doomsday Preppers? We have that, too. Also, there's a weird racial cleansing thing going on with them, so I'm really okay with and, killing them. And yet, and yet, I really love what I'm seeing from the Division, and I'm jealous of Division and Destiny players that they have this game. Please give us the uh, rundown on the Division and your experiences last weekend. And week, I'm assuming. Uh, well, I didn't get to play anything this weekend. I went wow. home. Oh, yeah? Yes, I had to go purchase my car, so that was nice. That took up most of the weekend. Yeah, 
so, and prior to that, there was a lot of running around dealing with getting things like all my insurance sorted out and mm-hmm. all of that. So there hasn't been that much time for the division, unfortunately. But really? from what I have played still, which is more, I played another three or four hours before we started. Yeah. Podcasting. I came home, I had dinner. Yes, at a sacrilegious time, Pete. Don't worry. I won't tell you exactly what time because three thirty. I don't want you to freak out on the on the podcast. It was three thirty. I know it was three thirty. Yeah, it was about three thirty. Yeah, because you have a car now, so you get home a little quicker. You son of a I know, right? Like I'm a terrible human. Hmm? You know when I had dinner? Six o'clock, like a normal person. All right. I'm still at work then. Yeah. Well, um, anyway, I played a bunch, played another big story mission, which was good. Um, unfortunately, it was one of the, it was the only other story mission I had seen. Because mm-hmm. I had seen, I had either seen or played four missions prior to uh, the game launch. And I've now done all four. So everything else now will be new and fresh, which is nice. Uh, but yeah, it was good. It's, it's definitely more variety now. Uh, they're slowly adding in as you level up, uh, more wrinkles to the enemies. So mm-hmm. They're not, not, they're not, they don't all just sit there and. This dude has a name and it's in blue and he has armor. You know, I saw a guy. No, no, but they, they get the same abilities that you have. Like the boss really? for the mission I just fought, um, he ha- he's a engineer, so he's got the turret, which is one of the two abilities I'm using. Hmm. I'm also using heal, because why wouldn't you use heal when you're solo? Yep. Right. You're better than that. No, I'm not. This is this is Call of Duty bandaging, fixing everything all over again. It, it drives me up a wall. Um, and then of course there is just general wowage. Yeah. I'm almost at my legendary ring. I'm on the last stage, so. Oh nice. Once I get my legendary ring, I'll be able to start pushing. Um, you went yeah. back to wow. I've been playing no WoW. You don't play any other game. <laughs> I've been playing WoW for months. You poor soul. I'm enjoying myself. They have these meetings. They're called AA. <laughs> I'm also not paying any money. <clears throat> yeah, it's true. He's he's playing for free right now. Yeah. Uh, I'm 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 pay, playing for free for the next four months. I, I, I am looking forward to Legion, by the way. I really am, but uh, until that day I, comes... I believe most, if not all of the lead, the specs are now in the in the game testable. Mm-hmm. Um, there may still be one that's not testable. Uh, I haven't... Hopefully it's something to do with Hunters. I hate them. No, Hunters are all in. Of course they're all in. They were probably the first put in. Um, they were up there being the first. You gotta play to your base. Yep. Well, survival was survival. I don't. I think survival had was held back a little bit. <laughs> survival, the one that actually takes skill because you're a melee. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Well, because they and added literally they, no one plays. Because oh. they had to add it in. Right. 
because it didn't exist prior to. Uh, oh, sorry. There's still two specs that are not playable yet on the alpha. Resto shamans and nope. resto druids. Nope. Destruction warlocks and brewmaster monks. Destruction warlocks. They're probably scratching their heads <laughs> like, "Well, we don't want it to be as strong as Mists of Pandaria, but we don't know what to do." Yeah. Fucking hell, brewmaster monks. <laughs> I played a Brewmaster Muck when Pandaria went out, went into PvP, enjoyed the shit out of it, went to buy my first PvP item, and learned that there were no PvP items for Brewmasters. They were straight up for healing, or they were for damage dealing. And it's like, this does not help me. Yeah. yeah. These passives are worthless. Why do you hate me, Blizzard? And by the time they'd fixed it, I was gone. Yeah. Assuming they fixed it. You're coming back with us for Legion, though, so... I am not. Uh... Uh, I think you are. Yeah. Anyway, have... let's let's talk about the news. All right. Let's let's make our transition into the news. Do we want to do LCS? Because I think LCS is kind of a shorter thing than your. Yeah, we you know, can start. Yeah? We can start with LCS. All right. So, Go ahead, Pete. Andy, you watched this. Andy, you watched this weekend, right? Quite a few games. At I least. watched a good amount of it. Yes. All right, Kyle Pet, you watched this weekend, right? Quite a few. I games. watched some of Sunday. Some of, oh really? That's it. Well, I'm yes. only I'm only gonna be able to watch a little bit of Sunday myself this I week. I got because, some of Sunday. I watched, yeah. well because I was at home, right? Yeah. So I watched oh, yeah. some of Sunday, and then I got really angry and turned it off. So <laughs> I got to watch I got to watch a good portion of it. Um, and uh, it was <laughs> it was interesting. Um, so we had the longest game in I'm not sure if it's LCS history or just the split, but probably this season. Um, which was, oh, who was it? Uh, da, 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 da. Dignitas versus, oh, bloody hell. If only I'd prepared. Dignitas versus Energy. No, <laughs> Dignitas versus Energy. Uh, Dignitas won the early game. Mm-hmm. With Ezreal Alistair bot lane, might I add, which is not the greatest early game lane ever. Okay. No. Not at all. <laughs> and Anivia mid again, not the greatest early game champion, and then lost the late game, and then they followed it up again on uh well almost anyway on uh uh Sunday the Sunday, I mean CLG looked like they were gonna take it back anyway, um great weekend of games uh the relegades is that why you stopped watching? Yes. The 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 relegates uh beating TSM. Yes, that's why. What I, I stopped watching halfway through. So the- apparently, when the guy who has connections in Korea, um, actually recruits a couple of those Korean players, <laughs> who had those connections all season and refused to do anything about it. By the way, Monty, smart smart co ownership right there. Sm- like brilliant co ownership right there. Uh, sorry, I think I got the teams wrong, too, which is my bad. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, apparently, uh, apparently things, uh, apparently things start to look pretty good. Uh, Seraph is looking okay in the top lane, but I think his champ pool is a little, uh, shallow right now, at least for what we've seen. Um, no, 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 sorry, I, I had the wrong week open, and I totally got Seraph, confused. Seraph was their top laner. It was, it was, um... Uh, Cloud9 had an amazing long game. Uh, so, like, Saturday was just long. It was really long. They didn't finish up until 8.30 or 9 o'clock uh, Eastern time, which was brutal. Um, yeah, I got it wrong. It was um, Dignitas against Immortals uh, on Sunday. And they uh, 
it was a re- repeat of Saturday where it was a uh, really long game where Dignitas had the early game and were about to win, and Immortals mm-hmm. just came back. Sorry, I got the team comps wrong. I clicked the wrong button, folks. I'm really sorry. I swear I did watch it live. Um, and then, uh, yeah, with the same thing happening on um, uh, with Echo Fox, and Froggen is just a god, eh? I didn't know how to play Lulu, apparently. I mean, I still don't, but now I know she's good. Faker says that she is the best mid in the game and i'm sure that kyle pet would love to come at me and chris when we talk about how we think it's stupid that burig is being lulu all the time because of that fact well just because at a certain level of play at a certain level of mechanical ability because of how much utility she has she is the best does not necessarily mean and she's getting some nerfs on the pve by the way does not necessarily make her the best for certain players of play styles and Bjergsen, I still stand by the fact that the reason TSM is having so much trouble is because they are not playing to their team's strengths um, and that their their comp is so all over the place. But this week was the week of upsets, man. Renegades pulling out um, a couple of wins, I think. Uh, against who again, Kyle? <laughs> um, no, sorry. Renegades only beat TSM. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, incredibly okay. <laughs> long games in 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 a meta that we know has been getting like under twenty minute games regularly. Um, the Echo Fox versus CLG game was a bit of a heartbreaker for me because I was like, who do I? Want? Ultimately, I did want CLG to win, but I, I'm loving Echo Fox right now. Their play style, just everything they do, their comps, you know, they're looking really really good. They even got that kind of like fringy Morgana pick, um, which I'm not sure was maybe was big just saying to Aphromo, yo. Maybe I'm the best Morgana in North America. Because I honestly think Aphromoo is the best Morgana in North America. But anyway. Um, amazing week of LCS. And I am so excited about this week. Unfortunately, I will not be able to watch Saturday's uh, games live. Because I have a D&D game. But I will be uh, I will have my eyes glued to the screen on Sunday. So, um, Yeah, and uh, Dignitas. Dignitas, Dignitas, Dignitas. When a team that has the early game advantage in counter lanes and such, manages to rotate that well, and then loses two days in a row to late game heartbreakers like this, I don't know what to say, man. You know? That is an organization that is on the way out. Um, We are just beating a dead horse if we go over the TSM issues again, I think, uh, Kyle Pett. I don't know if you agree. Um, And I'm just really excited for next week. I mean... Wanted to do a bit more of a season in review, but um, honestly, for what the standings were looking like at, at week three or four, I did not expect this to be what it was going to be now. You know what I mean? Like, who do we got in top? Immortals 15-1. Cloud9 and CLG 11-5 in, in second place. TSM fourth place. They own fourth, though. That's a good thing, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. They're not sharing it with anybody. Um, my hopes, Echo Fox maybe can step up the last week and get a couple more wins, and, uh, yeah, should be a pretty good week of games. The meta is not shifting that quickly, although the next patch that should drop is going to be pretty huge, I think. Um, anyway, I would do a little rant about the Devourer nerfs that are going on the PB, another wave of them, but, uh... I don't want to go on because I'm sure you guys have, I know you guys have an Xbox PS4 news bit that is just going to blow our minds. 
I feel like most people have heard about this by this time, but I'm going to let Kyle take this one away. So, PS4 and PC have been able to play together on Rocket League for a while. Yeah. And it's always been sad, especially specifically uh, for Final Fantasy, was that 14? Uh, Yes, it was 14. In fact, there's been a lot of developers who have straight up said, yeah, we'd love cross-play, but Microsoft won't let us. They keep saying Microsoft. They've been very specific about that. So there there are some things where I will defend Microsoft on in terms of Microsoft is very protective of their, of the multiplayer, of the quality of the multiplayer experience. Mm. And they don't, they're, and especially with this generation, they're very much dedicated servers, all that. So they're very hesitant to let their users go off server. Right? If that I mean I understand that because they were the kings of the three sixty era. That was they were the ones who had the stable online servers. Yeah. And then the PC always does its own thing. It's fine. But uh PlayStation servers were garbage last oh, gen no so one's gonna true. argue with you there uh but and this I mean, new, and newest my, gen they've made huge strides they have and that's because they have to psn is now paying for their service yes they are because oh what paying for multiplayer service actually makes it better yeah which is weird because you don't have to do that with pc games to be fair <laughs> A lot of the PC games are community-sponsored, dedicated servers. And you're saying your communities on these consoles couldn't do that? I was about to say. I'm saying they could, but a lot of... part of You don't want to rest the control. They don't want to lose it. (laughs) The console companies don't want to lose that control, for one. Yes. But the other other part is... they very much think of a console almost like an appliance where you plug it in, it plays, it works. Right? They don't want... It's their one benefit that I understand. Right? It's They don't want, you know, tinkering and stuff. I mean, some games have tinkered with purchased dedicated servers, uh, Battlefield being one of them. Uh, you've been able to purchase console servers. Um, I know you could for four... Nintendo had the warp pipe, which was a third party. Just some fans decided, fuck it, we want to play Mario Kart online. And so they did. Yeah. So it exists, but not to the extent it does on PC. I also yeah. think you're, no. you're also getting a different market. PC is a very much enthusiast. Right? And enthusiast. It's amazing. I love it when someone goes, Hey, you know that game we had where you could shoot people? We made a map where you have to jump up a volcano. Who? Why? It's great, but why? <laughs> yeah, so, like, that's very much the piece. And while some console players are like that, I don't think the majority of them are. So I, I don't necessarily disagree with how they're allocating those resources. I think a lot of it comes down to you can't, until this current gen, really, download a lot to your console no. and expect to handle user-created content. But that too. They, they are going towards this. They are going at full tilt. And I think it's going to be within this generation that they just kind of accept it. So what are the, sorry, what are the implications of this exactly? 
So well, if hold, hold, Xbox no. can talk to the PlayStation yeah. and the PC, we start seeing Diablo and, mm. ga- and games like Diablo, games like Smite, games Des- like Destiny, uh, Overwatch <laughs> could come out. No, Destiny. you'll never, you'll never interested. You'll uh, never see. Has actually stated that you'll never see Destiny PC console crossplay. No, but you're not going to see console crossplay. Which be nice. With, you guys mm-hmm. know I'm in the market for a console. That means yeah. I can get a PS4. I can still play Destiny with uh, people with uh, sex boxes. The, 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 the issue with Destiny will never come to much. PC oh. has to do with the development of that game. There are largely insurmountable issues with them getting that thing onto a computer. I'm not saying Destiny PC necessarily, but Call of Duty PC... You're not. You're never yeah, gonna. Yeah, get, no, you're never I gonna get. You. A I understand person, you there. Yeah. A first-person shooter <laughs> cross-play with console. Because I think there is the, one exception. Overwatch. I. Overwatch. I still don't think. I think. I think you're... they will throw Overwatch in there yeah. because it has. I think so too. Amp to it to its gameplay, <clears throat> and then they can have a tournament where they have people yeah. play on the PC because then they can use whatever module or controller they want. They don't have to switch out the damn rig. And Andy's making a very convincing argument. I I I think they will too. I think I don't like basketball. I, I do. When you watch someone yeah. play basketball, you can you have a basketball probably. You can go outside and practice. If you have Overwatch on your Xbox or your PlayStation or what the fuck ever, you see the pros play. You can yeah. go practice. Exactly. That's a big deal. Because the controller is the same, even though the hardware is a bit different, or the yeah, other hardware. The, the sorry, contro- is a bit the different. controller's not the same PC the console. Because you have mouse and keyboard, but you can so play to your still, but you can play to your preference. keyboard in a first-person shooter. Yeah, will always be better. Yes, always be better. Which is why mm-hmm. I can't see that. Which is why console players specifically do not want to be in the same ecosystem as PC players. They should not. There's only For been one shooter. game that ever tried it, and it went poorly. <laughs> that like that. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying. PS4, Xbox crossplay, yes, that that will happen. I think that's an inevitability. By the end of the generation, every multi-platform game that comes out will be have a unified multiplayer mm-hmm. between the two consoles. Um, that's my pie in the sky prediction. And that'd be I, great. I, then I, I, then I'd have a lot less. I'd have a lot less uh, doubt. And the the timeline for this is perfect because this should be mostly worked out by the time I'm looking to get my console. I mean, more or less, anyway. You know, along yeah, the pipeline. Yeah, no, this is this is a big deal. The homogeny yeah. is huge. Yeah. It kind of makes me wonder what's the point of the exclusivity on the consoles because their exclusive games are. Yeah, no, I would like to play that. Guess I can't. Oh. It makes uh, me wonder what, I mean, what the, the point of the consoles exclusive is. Exclusive games so. are the quote unquote system sellers, right? Like mm-hmm. you buy a console to play the exclusives, not to play the multiplayer. I really like the look of Gears of War too, but I'll be honest, the real reason yeah. I bought a PlayStation Four is because all of my buddies from college mm-hmm. had PlayStation Fours. Yeah, they all like to play the anime games. I mean, you know. Well, <clears throat> yeah, I mean like yeah. and I got I got my Xbox because I like Halo, and I wanted to play Halo. Yeah. I unfortunately saw the ending that came after the ending of Halo 3 and decided I no longer <coughs> wanted to play Halo. I was okay when they killed him. That was amazing. This is epic. All the stupid crap I've been doing, now that it's the rise and fall of a great hero, yes, 
Yes, I'm in. Everything's great. And then I'll be there. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> just no. They ruined their entire narrative. They should have just let him die, let him have his fucking monument in Africa for whatever reason, and it's great. You can still do stuff in that universe, but Chief is dead. I, I'm even okay with Reach because it was just a bunch of people playing the game of, no, I'll have the noblest death, and it had no stakes because you already know what happens. But it was at least a fun game. None I mean, of the other Halo games can I can say that about uh, the gameplay. The gameplay itself in Halo Five is amazing. Um, the story in the single player leaves something to be desired, and I actually very much enjoyed Halo 4's story. First person I shooters have stories. Four <laughs> loathed Halo Four. Yeah, well, the only shooter I played through the single player was Soldier of Fortune. Through. Didn't you? Didn't you play? Oh, I'm sorry. Call of Duty, Call of Call of Duty, Duty One and Two. Call of Duty One and Two. Call of Duty One was yeah. a good game. Yeah, yeah, Call of Duty One was a great game. That was it. Those are the that, those are the only was, FPS titles the, I've ever played through. That was the through. first shooter that I played all the way through. Two wasn't bad. Before that, my first shooter was Tribe Two. Three. I didn't Never know there was. Four. I didn't know about the idea of putting story in a first-person uh, game at all. Actually, <laughs> you never played yeah. Wolfenstein. No. It's I didn't even know that was first person. And kill Hitler with the spear of destiny. I thought that was How a side scroller. More story than that. I thought that was a side scroller. What? No, that's Bionic Commando. Hmm. It's okay. another game where you also kill Hitler. Yeah. That's anyway, why I assume that's what you meant. Yeah. In other news to come out of GDC this week, mm-hmm. and it is also Xbox related, um, Microsoft announced that they're opening up uh, Xbox Live. To game developers, so that they are able to run their own esports tournaments. Hmm. Interesting. What ex- what exactly that means? Yeah, they're not quite clear on. They've just said that developers will be able to run their own tournaments through Xbox Live. Hmm. And I'm telling I you, man. Think generally because it. of the the nature of how most tournaments are run very little. But I think they're trying yeah. to position themselves as being the box that gets used at tournaments instead of a PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah. Generally most tournaments at this point just run a PC with, you know, the ability to plug in whatever fucking uh, fight stick or controller or mouse yeah. and keyboard that you want. But I mean, a killer instinct People fucking play that on the Xbox, and that's, well, that's good news for that. That's the only way to play Killer. I believe it's coming to the Windows 10 store. It may be. It may be now that Microsoft is embracing PC gaming hmm. more. It's a strong word for what they're doing. Is but... the end of a console nigh? I mean, what you no. guys are saying here. No, no? Uh, the end of the console will not be nigh, just because of. It, it's that appliance in the living room that you can plug in and play. It depends on how you define a console. It, it does depend on how you define a console. I would like console a... is changing. The yeah, they've laid the groundwork. Their entire idea appears to be that they want to use the idea cloud computing and or mainframes, depending on which one they can sell to you harder. I think mainframes will win out in the end because you have more control over them, and consumers like to have control. Uh, but it could go either way, depending on how well they push it. I just, w- I would just like a unified console. 
Well, that's the idea. Your console yeah. is going to be a box that connects to a bigger thing that actually <laughs> is doing all the legwork, which yeah, also yeah. means you don't own shit. But a, like a unified Sony Microsoft box. Wow. Right? I don't believe that'll happen. What I believe will happen is there will be the Sony brand box and the uh, Microsoft brand box, and ultimately it will not matter. Oh, it's going to be frills, basically, based around essentially the same hardware. Yes. Yeah? Okay. And the Steam box is kind of the same idea, but I think ultimately going to be a failure because they are not pushing it. Is that why you well, think the, it's the taking other thing, so I think that the price of the Steam box is yes it, is a huge is prohibitive <clears throat> for console adopters. Mm-hmm. It it it'll be good for hardcore PC gamers who want well, a who want a box in their living rooms. To play games on their Wi-Fi, TV. Though. Run a Wi-Fi, uh, run a wireless adapter from your computer to your TV if they're not in the same room, or you know, just link them both to your network like I do, and then you can turn on your TV, plug in a controller, and just play your games on your PC. Granted, you have to either slave something to your PC to turn on the game before that works and put it in big picture. But the point is, we already have ways around that. Yes, but that's just this is just simplifying that process. It's a fifteen dollar solution in a Google search. Have you met people? You deal with people on a regular basis, Andy. This is true. You should know better than that. So they, really what they should be doing is selling them the <laughs> the exact solution I'm talking about and just be like, yeah, this will work. Really what, really what a Steambox should be selling at is a Steambox should be trying to price themselves comparably to a console if they want to compete, which they're not. Yes. Uh, they're pricing themselves to compete with, like, laptops. Mm-hmm. Which is not a good call. Which is not a good, which is not a good call. People are not going to spend 1000 to $1,500 on a box for their living room. That's insane. Not like that controller. Yeah. yeah. And when they can just buy a $300 American Xbox or PS4. Wow. Yeah, it's it's a failed experiment, and yeah. it's entirely on them. But also, at the same note, why should they give a fuck? No, they're Valve. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> they, they, have no, they don't really have a dog in this fight. No. So, so what's the timeline, then, for this new generation, the next generation, do you guys think? I, mean, I don't believe it's going to be the next generation that does that. I think it's going to be this generation adopting the idea of hmm. cloud computing. I'm using air quotes there because, yeah. really, it's not acceptable in North America at the moment, and I very much doubt in other places. Yeah. Uh, Europe, it might be okay because of... The problem is data limits, data speeds, all this stuff. Our infrastructure is garbage on the yeah. internet. The, like, really, the only place where the infrastructure it su- would support this would be Korea right now. Yeah, as an entire country, yeah. <coughs> or, uh, or, or, or like, or California Ingl- and, oh, and uh, Singapore. Singapore. The, U- <laughs> the UK, the UK can do it. Hmm. If I'm not sure whether they're finished their retrofit or not, um, because I knew the UK at least a year ago, was ripping up every foot of copper wire in the country and replacing it with fiber. Oh, last I had heard, most of the surrounding area around London has it, and really, that's most of their people. 
So like, I, I know that's, that's a big thing in the UK. So once that gets done, they'll be able to do that. But here it's, <laughs> here it's people. No, it's people a shit like, show. You're going to yeah. have your, your Comcast and your Time Warner, which for some reason still being allowed to buy other companies, including each other. I have no idea how that's legal, but sure. Fine. Fuck it. We're, we're all doomed. It, it's great. But they, they ha- they want to charge you for how much internet you use. Like it's a fucking finite resource instead of just a pipe. Like, the fuck are you talking about? I'm not taking away internet. I'm just using the pipe. That's what I'm paying you for is to use the pipe. You don't get to dictate how I use the pipe. If you want to do that, then we need to talk numbers because fuck you. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, you can't you can't run a game over your shitty Wi-Fi in Ohio somewhere. And you certainly can't actually have that offloaded. And not wow. have, I mean, we're talking about, I mean, a lot of us notice when the difference between going from a wireless controller to a wired controller, which is about 40 MS of lag. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. So, yeah. um, what I mean, do you think's going to happen when you're talking to Southern California? See, I don't think it'll happen until the next generation, which is still probably at least five years away. Mm-hmm. It's going to be big, though. To answer your original question. They're going to bring something new, though, right? Like, it's going to be big when it happens. The Xbox is already talking about how they want to make their their rig modular and bring back the 32X in all its glory. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's move on to our feature topic of the week. Oh, wait. Actually, I have another news item that is tangentially related to this. Okay. The Nintendo... Uh, uh, corporation has patented the very idea I was just talking about, about making a console that is just really a hub that's being run off of a cloud server somewhere. So they think this is either a good idea or they just want to stop other people from using it. It's hard to tell with them. Hmm. Yeah. Nintendo's a weird company. Yeah, they just try shit. They don't care. Yeah, don't they have a media ban on YouTube videos or something, too? I think they rescinded that. Yeah, they've rescinded that at this point, but damage done. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I heard about was, that. Yeah, it was probably about a year ago now. Yeah, they're a bit restrictive right? about their. Oh, they're so. Property. They do not understand the internet. No, uh, they don't. Lotta kind of did, and he's dead. Thank Thank God, Rooster Teeth. Well, I, um... I, I don't think it's it's necessarily they don't understand the internet. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure they under. I'm not sure. Nintendo of Japan understands Western culture, mm-hmm. Not and, the, and the way that Western culture consumes media like that. Yeah, uh, they are still shocked when some of their smaller game studios are considered beloved in the West. Those guys have no idea. They, they have yeah. no idea. Um, who is it? Someone was talking about this on another podcast uh, about how the studio Treasure, who made uh, gunslinger and all that other crap from the SNES era, and they like got to talk to those guys. And those guys had no idea that their games actually sold. <laughs> yeah, Nintendo <laughs> is just N- Nintendo is Nintendo, and they live in their own little bubble. Oh yeah, because they know they can bleed money for like, fifty years. Decades, yeah, and they'll fine. Something like that. Right? Well, fifty years. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, um, Anywho, let, all right. Let's, I, wait, I have a piece of small news. Do you have any pieces of small news left, Cop Up? Uh, I don't have any pieces. Of small it's pretty news. big, but it's League of Legends related. I know real, real we quick, probably should go. Real gone quick, Pete. Real quick. Okay. Hextech crafting and clubs. Clubs, not much to say. They're kind of nice. Uh, right now we have ours on uh, the League client, uh, Beyond Tilted. Um, because of how tilted everyone gets, uh, even though they say that they're not. Um, and, but anyway, um, and uh, Hextech Crafting, I know Andy is not against it so much, but is very cautious, cautious about it. So it's almost as prohibitive as Hearthstone's crafting system in terms of sharding and disenchanting and managing that and stuff like that, if you haven't yeah. looked into it too much. Uh, almost. The difference between it and Hearthstone, as we've talked about before, is Hearthstone is like, you can't even play until you've engaged in that, I hesitate to call it metagame, for a good portion of time, which makes it very frustrating, the barrier to entry. It's why I'm not playing Hearthstone at the moment, actually, even though I was enjoying it so much. It's just, I can't make the decks I want to, because I have to play so much just to get to a deck I want to play um <clears throat> but hextech is just a nice bonus for people who aren't obsessed about it andy on the other hand thinks that it's going to create a a resurgence in crack addicts basically playing um it has worrying implications yeah the, the people who are whales on these free-to-play games <laughs> tend to have serious issues yeah and this is the exact kind of skinner box thing that would fuck them up Personally, I'm fine with it. I got a free ward skin. I don't give a shit about a ward skin. It also offered me a skin I already had, which I thought was supposed to be impossible, but sure, why the fuck not? Mm. That got turned into whatever the orange crap is immediately. Yeah. Also, it seems to de-incentivize your entire team getting an S rank, because now you've wasted four S ranks? That's odd. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, if somebody else on your team gets the S rank, it unlocks it for the hero you're playing at that moment. So they have made it fairly restrictive in terms of just spamming the same champion over and over again, which in some ways is good and in some ways is bad, because now we're going to have people playing like, you know, Shaco and Teemo and kind of anti-meta. I wouldn't even say for any oh, meta. I think that's good. I'd say anti. I don't think that's good. Anti-meta games trying to get them to S tier, and it's just like stop trying to make S tier happen on these guys. It's not going to happen because their kit is bad and can never get to S tier. I find that more interesting than going back to last season where every single pug game, even in bronze, was these were the guys just played on the game on the LCS. Well, that that was like three years ago, but yeah, I I get the point you're. Yeah, and honestly, right now the meta that that's evolving in solo queue com compared to what's happening on stage at the LCS is fascinating, Andy. I don't know if you've noticed True. it in our games. I mean, we're picking completely different teams than the pros are. Yes, there are some power picks that are definitely overlapped, but I mean, they're picking comps that are extremely specific in terms of what they want to do, and we're just down here picking whatever we think is going to carry games as best as possible. It's it's amazing for me to see, and I actually think the game's, again, I've got to say it, the game is, for all the criticisms we have about it, for all the criticisms we may have about Hextech and how abusive it might be to some people with, you know, OCD of collect them all, honestly, the game is in the healthiest state it has been since our good old nostalgia days, right? 
of the first time uh, we played. It's definitely in healthier states than our nostalgia days. Do you remember those? I Trendemir yeah. was king. Yeah, but the fact that it currently we are able to overcome our nostalgic feelings about how much we, you remember our first couple months playing and the high of winning a game after being on a 20 game loss streak and twisted tree line. The fact that the game we can objectively say is indefinitely in a better state now and take those rose colored goggles off for a second to realize it. I, you know, kudos to Riot. I mean, I, I had a pro gamer, uh, not a, actually not so pro gamer, but like, uh, uh, somebody on Reddit actually say that uh, the champ pool right now for jo- I, oh i said this last week i think is five deep and i was like you're wrong the, 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 it's like eight deep and, and that's at like a pro level that's at like a master's level you know it's eight champions deep like there's a lot of viable options so it's it's impressive um but anyway hextech crafting is a nice little bonus try not to get too obsessed with it folks i think is the ultimate don't buy keys <laughs> that's and, anything i can do yeah. not buy keys as 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 tempting as it is to buy whatever buy the fuck else you want in fact it's yeah. great but don't buy keys yeah. that is that is a way to ruin I, I have a new thing actually every month i'm buying one uh riot card at the gas station on my walk home from work uh, fifty dollars every month just the last paycheck of every month you're paying fifty dollars a month to play a free-to-play game yes <laughs> I, I don't, don't... I don't want it and, to go away. It seems like a poor decision. And yeah. with that, yeah. <laughs> our main topic. Let's discuss our main topic. All now. right. Can, can I introduce it? Because I would love to introduce it. You can introduce our main topic. All right. So, folks, um, what, what what's it called? Crowdsourcing the funding for games, or early access games, or what have you? Um, are they scams? Are they always scams? Are they 100% of the time scams? I'm saying yes, with the exception of Minecraft. Um, honestly, I have not heard about one of these going off well. Um, I'm the midline, so I'm going to go first, right? Um, you guys try to change my opinion. Um, eight, uh, DayZ, people were raving about it when it came out. Oh my god, it's like so good, blah, blah, blah. The developers just stopped working on it went away h1z1 uh same difference only the developers actually um went a slightly different way and realized one of the game modes that they'd introduced um was so spectacular that they split it off and made it its own game people now have to pay for um kickstarter uh, uh game companies just going under i mean i've heard um you forgot about yogg's quest Let's never forget. Yeah. I, I've never even heard of that one. The big ones for me is Star Citizen right now. I've heard some inside insider information in a couple Reddit threads about some of the development I'm using in sarcastic air quotes there that's going on inside that company. I mean, it turns out uh, a, a couple of guys who've never made a video game before getting 50 or $60 million to make a video game doesn't go that well with spending. They don't know where to spend. They don't know what to do. They don't have a good pipeline for quality assurance. Uh, they don't have anything. They have no knowledge. Um, Star Citizens made by Chris Roberts, who, yeah, who has made quite, a lot of video games. Who has games. quite a pedigree piece. Oh, Oh, really? Well, yeah. yes. Is he good on the business side? Because what I've heard about their spending behind the scenes is pretty alarming. So I don't think he thought this was going to be as big as it was. So yeah, I, I, I point I know stands. they bought a mocap studio at some point because they were like, well, I guess we're mocapping everything. This will be cheaper. Yeah, 
points. I'm sorry, but point point stands. I uh, you know some people are really really great with making games. Some people are really really great with business. Um, generally, if they're I, really really great with business, they're usually horrible people. I think Andy will agree with me. But anyway, um, honestly, getting the, both those factors in the same person in charge of such a huge massive influx of money out of nowhere. I am not saying Star Citizen necessarily is a scam at the moment, but where they're focusing their attention on what they're releasing, what they're trickling out onto people's heads seems to be a I little alarming. Explain a lot of that in ways that is less alarming, but it is still alarming. Please, please uh, go Star on. Star Citizen, a lot of what's going on is when they got this sudden influx of all the money, not mm -hmm. just some of the money, all the money, but all they the money, they decide yep. to like deliver something just to be like, look, we're not running away with all this money. We didn't think we were going to get mm -hmm. look, look, a, a, a weekly uh, video log and podcast where we talk to you guys. We see, this is what we're developing. Please don't sue us. I don't know what's happening anymore. We yeah. just bought three other companies to help us build this because this got too big. Uh, <laughs> well, apparently there's little uh, legal recourse. I've heard with a couple of companies that have folded um, out of Kickstarter. There is not almost video none, and I will get to that. Yeah. So, yeah. But with Star Citizen, I cards on the table, I backed this way back when. I gave them the exact amount so that I could get the single-player game <laughs> back when this was actually a Kickstarter. That's all I want. Yeah. I want the single-player game. I loved I loved Privateer. It's one of my favorite games from the old days. Yeah. I mean, nothing makes you feel like a real authentic space bastard than blowing someone out of a ship, then putting them in your loading dock, then selling them as a slave. Mm -hmm. like, I didn't know there was is... a game where you could do that. Wow. Well. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, why did it let me do this? I'm doing it. <laughs> so I'm I'm still looking forward to the single player portion of this game. Apparently, I now own a ship in the game too, and it looks pretty swanky. So yeah. I will never go without a ship if I ever play the the MMO portion. Uh, we have a mutual friend who has gone a little over the deep end with that part, but he <laughs> really yeah. believes. Um, yeah, this yeah. is this is these are also very much the games. This is the game yeah. that he's always wanted to. Yeah, mm -hmm. this is. I mean, this was a game I looked at and went, I actually do want this to happen. Here's here's your forty dollars or whatever, and uh, then I'll get a copy whenever it's finally finished. And if not, it doesn't hurt that bad. I just want them to know if someone was interested in one of these being made, look back at the page. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. And and now it's it's gonna disappoint people because there's no way it can ever be the thing whatever people who have thrown this much money at think it's gonna be. Um, but yeah, it looks like they're trying to do right. They've released a dogfight module just to be like, look, this is how the game plays in combat. See, you you can look at your ships if we haven't gotten them functional yet. Like they 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 appear to be going through all the steps to try to show you good faith. I don't know, what was the first time, what, 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 when did this start, 2011? Or something like that? I don't think, I think 2012. Okay, so, one less year. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man, that's a long time for me. Like, that's a long time to wait for something. A long it, it, time. It is, but video games take longer than, you know, Ubisoft would le lead you in their own development teams to believe. Yeah. Um... um. Never forget, though, and I have to bring this back, Yogg's Quest. This was a Kickstarter. Yeah. People yep. put a lot of money into it. They realized they actually didn't know what the fuck they were doing, 
someone pocketed the money and ran and left their company, and then they used the remaining money to just give everyone a free game on Steam. Mm-hmm. Holy crap, is that a shit show. Right? He, like, so, also, they are, they are one of the main groups that has been accused of native advertising, which is where you pretend <coughs> to be showing off something as just like a preview or, you know, naturally how you're interested. When in reality, it's just somebody's been paying us to say it's great. Uh, mm. They've they've started to adhere to what I assume would be the tenuous grasp of the law. That is, they have to actually say that these things are being paid for, but they tend to put it in small print. Right. I can't trust them anymore, which is sad because they're rather entertaining. Mm-hmm. So they're not necessarily Kickstarter is not necessarily terrible. Mm-hmm. It it's been used for good sometimes. It's been used for bad. Yeah. A bunch. I've kickstarted a couple of things. I kickstarted this Chris and Scott Scott and Chris show. That oh, you mean great. you donated? Okay, yeah. <laughs> or you you put money towards? I was like, wow, okay, you've got a couple Kickstarters under your belt. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. <clears throat> yeah, no, I mean, some of it is for things like that. Is if you're legitimately that interested? I mean, there yes, there are levels. I've never gone to a crazy level, mm-hmm. but for that one. I got to the level. I have a DVD lying around somewhere of that, of that whole one season of their show. Yeah. Because um, I really wanted that to happen. It was a great show. Yeah. And then I also, and yeah. I also kickstarted the Veronica Mars movie. Mm-hmm. Because there, that was another thing where... I found that movie kind of disappointing. Where it had been in development hell for so long. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, they just couldn't get the studio to back it. Mm. Where it's kind of like, well, here, I'm a, I, I'll am buy the DVD anyway when it comes out. Yeah. I might as well just pre-buy it, and they'll make it, and I'll get it when it comes, once it comes out. So they're not always scams. So they're not, they're not always scams, and... There was that board game, too, that, yeah. really, that actually so, launched. So, I forget what it's called. Yeah, they're not always scams. A lot of good things have come out of it, yeah. or hopefully but will come out the, of it. So, the, I find night, Mighty Number... Some of the things that are quote-unquote success stories worry me greatly, like Mighty Number 9, and uh, yeah, um, Broken Age was rightfully named. And <laughs> the, the, the most worrying thing about, on Kickstarter mm-hmm. was last E3. Yes. When yeah. yeah, you Andy knows exactly where I'm going. Please. Where in the middle of Sony's press conference. Oh, not the middle. The beginning. Okay, I I, mm-hmm. I didn't really pay that much attention to Sony's <laughs> press conference, but mm-hmm. they stand up and they're like, Hey, do you guys want to play this awesome game? We do too. Go kickstart it. Yeah, a, a video like, game company that's game that massive. Up, I'm like, so fuck up about a, well, mul- a, a multi-billion, a multi-billion-dollar <laughs> publisher. Yeah, literally just used their press conference for the biggest gaming show to try and pimp out a Kickstarter, Indeed. and people ate it 
up. The baseline goals for the game aren't even like the game. Like, wow. People ate it up. They loved it, like, eh? They it, loved it. It didn't go. It didn't like, go poorly. Is it? Is it? Did it get financed? Oh, it got financed in like two hours. Yeah, this is the opposite of what Kickstarter. Yeah, there was something like this in web comics a few years ago. A guy had his own animation studio and he kickstarted it, even yeah. though he was already financing it based on his web comic sales. And people were like, "Well, Kickstarter is for." I'm not going to mention any names, although you can pretty much figure out who it is based on that information alone. But anyway, just by Googling it, um, people were like, yeah, uh, this is for like a content creator who's working a day job still and like wants to get their book made for their webcomic. This is not for you to shift the financial. Yeah, to shift the financial burden of testing the market and your investment onto the consumer. Um, so they're, they're I, not just shifting the financial investment onto the consumer. They yeah. are blaming the consumer for when it doesn't have the feature creep that the consumer actually wanted right. because and, you didn't give them enough money. They couldn't do it. That yeah. was your fault. Guess you better give more to this sequel. And and thanks for bringing up feature creep because I want to talk uh, – just a quick anecdote. Uh, I can't have too many specifics, but Warhammer Eternal Crusade – there was a huge early access push. It wasn't funded through Kickstarter or anything like that, but it's the same kind of idea in that it's a company that obviously with the, you know, post-THQ closures and stuff like that, companies were a little, um, what's the word, uh, averse to just investing deeply in Games Workshop IPs, right? Because, you know, yeah. so many of their IPs were developed through Relic and other THQ publishers or studios. Um, so... Um, they had an early access. So they were basically funding the core development of this game. So it's similar to Kickstarter. I'm sorry it's on the fringes, but it is similar, right? Mm -hmm. um, based on the early access funds. And I was telling you guys in the pre-show, I have this friend uh, uh, who invested, got into the early access beta, and the stuff that was promised, that he the reason why he was willing to invest in the game was because of the stuff that was promised that just has not shown up and he's sitting here and he's just he's sworn it off he he hasn't signed up for any other betas any other alphas not for overwatch not for any other video game uh, um, because he is so put off of getting early access or paying money or pre-ordering games and then them coming out and not having the features that he paid for or he feels he paid for okay right? so i feel like this is a that's a different conversation Mm -hmm. it's, because, it's the same idea well, though it, yeah. it, it's it's yeah. related but it's a different kind of subset of the conversation mm -hmm. because i'm fine with early access you know what i'm not because early access has fucking creeped early access used yeah. to be hey there's this game i've gotten this much done does it look fun give me money maybe i can fucking finish yeah. it it's and a now section it's on steam street fighter fucking five was released with none of its content right I mean, these are big. This is what I'm saying. These are big companies doing it now. They're 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 co-opting the Kickstarter business model a little bit. You've got to admit, and that's why I they think are. it is related. That's why however, I think it is related. The, the, however, know. the the titles that are early access, mm -hmm. Street Fighter not being one of them. Street Fighter being a full release. <laughs> With um, 
no content with no content that that that's yeah. that's a different that's a whole that's other, a whole other discussion that's a whole other discussion over uh and as none of us are fighter at least unacceptable yeah so is but, street fighter dlc right um <laughs> the, the idea of early access mm-hmm. and the offense that not all the features are in an early access mm-hmm. of course they're not all in an early access well, it's early access. What are you expecting I mean, from the alpha? But Kyle Pet, what are you expecting from the Overwatch early access coming up in May? Because I know you're going to be there with me buying an early access copy on that day, right? Probably. So there's seventh or whatever. May 4th? Hold, on, hold on. There's mm. two different kinds of early access. Mm. That's an early access that's literally. It, hey, and that's that's all, that's also <laughs> that's not early the early access that we're talking about. We're talking about open beta, yeah. Right. We're talking about selling over, games. Over, that are well, my clear. question is Overwatch why in, Overwatch in May will be an open beta. Then why you're, don't you're, other it, companies do that? Why can't they do that? Why do they need me to fund their shitty game that they know is failing, but they want to get money from me before it comes out, so I don't know it's, it's failing. Go on to fucking Steam Greenlight and just look at the amount of games that are just asset flops from the Unity engine. They're yeah. not even new content. You can buy these things from the Unity engine for like 18 bucks because they're supposed to help you build a game with them. They've already done some of the legwork. Because you do know, you know so how you close? Module, and they just flip that module and call it a game. Mm-hmm. Do you know how close to buying the Eternal Crusade Early Access I was too? I was really close, but I didn't at the last second because I, I didn't think I'd have time for an MMO. I mean, we've been over your poor decision-making before. I mean, you bought Hellgate London, yeah. which kind of makes sense why you would be interested in Division and Destiny because they're really just yeah. the same game. And I doubled I doubled down, too. I bought the – I'm going to admit this on podcast, which will ruin all of my credibility in the future. I bought the lifetime subscription to Hellgate London as well. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was brutal, and that that is why I do not pre-order games anymore. I do not, not get into early games. access games anymore. Yeah, I I just don't. You, you I, should. I pre-order games in the last week of release. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Leading, yeah. Leading leading up to launch. Sorry, like so the last that, couple weeks. Yeah. So that so that I can preload my game. Yeah. And I can play. If it you're gonna do that, you should then cancel your pre-order afterwards. <laughs> I mean. I mean, it's a, it's a huge problem. I think we've ju- I think we've jumped on a little bit from Kickstarter. I'm okay with jumping off because I think we settled that. I think we would just be beating a dead horse here. Let's let's the come only back thing at early I access. Mention on that is Fig. When it, Fig oh yeah, exists. when is it okay for early access ga- for a for a an established company to to want the not pre-orders either because that's a whole other you know bag. Of, uh, can of worms, whatever. It's <laughs> really the same. Um, it's a symptom of the same. When wrong. is it okay for a company to want early access or to ask for early access? Because they're not out on the street with a tin cup, right, and a, and a wooden leg. These are very large, well-established companies with yeah. liquid cash flow. They can fund the game themselves. What is the purpose of early access then, if not to get people? invested in the game enough I mean, that when the game ships incomplete and you need to buy DLC to plug the holes now you're now now you have to buy the DLC to plug the holes because you already put 60 bucks on the line or 80 and you and you've finally understood the EA model I'm starting to see it right and especially heading into uh, purchasing a console like I need to be very careful about this right so I 
I do not pre-order. I do not order. I have. I will never pay for a season pass. I don't care how good your game is when I buy it. I don't know what the fuck your DLC is. I don't need horse genitals in Skyrim or whatever the fuck you're going to give me. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm just going to mod Skyrim, so that's a different issue. But, like, <laughs> I love Dark Souls. There's a new Dark Souls coming. I'm pretty much guaranteed to buy it. I'm still not pre-ordering it. Why? I don't gain anything from pre-ordering it. Yeah. I can be using that money to gain more money in the interim. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's they're kind of the, holding it hostage. No advantage aren't they? for me giving them that money outright. I don't have any reason to prepay for the DLC, even though once again I'll probably get it. Mm-hmm. It's it's a five dollar difference at the end of the day, and you know what? <laughs> I mean <laughs> you know for, for so for some people that five dollars at the end of the day means a lot more than to others. Mm-hmm. Fair point, but right? so, if you're front-loading the costs, it's going to mean more front-loaded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you're front-loading the costs, that's a cost that... And it's, this, it's the same thing with pre-orders. Some people pre-order because, you know... And this, we're, I'm going to talk now specifically about a retail pre-order. Okay. Right? No. Where, the, where yeah. they go in the EB... Mm-hmm. And say they want in a, a brick and mortar? No, yeah. say it ain't so. Sorry, yeah, go yeah, on. brick and mortar. <laughs> and say that they know they're gonna buy the new Call of Duty when it inevitably comes out in November. Mm-hmm. Once it gets announced and the pre-orders go up, they go in, they put their five dollars down, right? Yeah. A couple weeks later, the next paycheck, they go in, they put ten more dollars down, and they just kind of slowly pay, pay it off, right? Mm-hmm. Now. This is a guy barely getting by, but this is his, it's his, it'll be his entertainment essentially for the next year. Right? Yeah. Like, and he's just, he's doing it smart. He's paying it in small increments because he knows that that's going to be the best way for him to pay it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's kind of the flip side of why some people pre order. Honestly, a better solution, especially if he wants all the DLC, is to just hold on to that money until the Game of the Year edition comes out, the the year after it comes out, and just have all of it at the base price. Uh, With single-player games, this is clearly more acceptable. If he's really into Call of Duty, he's getting it day one, because... That's why I brought up the Call... That's why I specifically made it Call of Duty... Because so you, get it, a, you get it day one for multiplayer, because that's what you do. Yeah, I have a different problem with this, though, that I understand not everyone shares. Don't fucking buy map packs. They split your fucking community. That is not an okay thing. Well, they thing need to, to stop sell. developing. They need to stop developing those, right? So, no. They don't need to stop developing map packs. Um, and they release those for free and, and also it, sell other stuff. And <laughs> this is something that Halo 5 has done exceptionally well. Halo 5 has done free content drops every month since launch. Mm-hmm. New maps, mm-hmm. new armors, new assassinations. Call it the League of Legends new, model. New game modes, yeah. new, new all that stuff. Mm. Right? And because 343 set out and they're like, we do not want to split the player base. Yeah. And actually, going back to Halo 2... Halo 2 did this, too. Halo 2 still had map packs, and you could still buy the map packs. 
But those map packs went into the general pool, I think a month or maybe at most two months after they came out. And then everyone could have them. So you were really just paying for Mm -hmm. those first two months of the new maps, which for some people, like, that's worth it because that's their game and that's all they play is Halo and they want to play those new maps those two, that two months early it gets them a competitive head start against those who aren't i'm aware this may be a bit of a tangent but halo 5 has those horrible burn card systems doesn't it mm-hmm. uh those are only for their um non-competitive uh war zone mode the war zone mode was the mode i actually thought looked cool so i guess that's <laughs> that undoes that <laughs> <laughs> I hate burn cards. I hate them. I think they're terrible. You know what? Move on. <laughs> no one? Well, I I made my point. Yeah. So um I I don't think I don't think we quite come to a consensus here. I'm 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 just saying I'm very cautious about any company and especially on Kickstarter now. I'm having just... heard of some of these companies that have folded on Kickstarter. Yeah. And it's we the do same need thing to bring with the this up. We mm. do need to bring this up. It is important. The Coleco Chameleon. Yes. Sorry, that that was the one that spawned the whole thing, isn't it? The Coleco Chameleon. This yeah. was a Kickstarter for something that had a different name, which I don't remember or care. Uh, and it was Calico. What they did know, was yeah. they bought a bunch of the yeah. they, they bought a bunch of the cases from Jaguar because it was cheaper than getting their own case designed, which mm-hmm. that makes sense. Um their con- I, their controller when they showed it off was a Super Nintendo controller at one point, and it's like, well, I mean, that's a readily available part. You're still in prototyping, sure. But eagle-eyed people noticed that, hey, you know what would fit exactly in the dimensions of that case they put in? Mm. in a-, a SNES Mini. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's just a SNES Mini? And then the next time they saw it, Sure enough, that board that was in the clear case they had looked exactly like the board from a SNES Mini. And it, it, it and they're prototyping, so there were ways that they could have explained this away, being like, look, we can't currently make this thing, and we know this thing does the thing we want ours to do, so we're just trying to proof of concept while that gets developed. Like, there are ways they could have gotten around this just being a scam. Yeah. This thing looked skeezy as fuck. It was being plugged in, and they had duct tape over its connector, so you couldn't see the connector. Yeah. Like, so, what do you think the connector is? Because I certainly don't think it's one they created. Uh, then, and somehow they duped the holding company that is now known as Coleco. Uh, used to, Coleco was a company for all of you tiny old, pe- tiny young people and old people who are not in the know. Uh, it was a video game company back in the Atari days. Uh, they were a big competitor, and then they just kind of died out. <laughs> they still make money releasing their names to, uh, like, 30, ca- 30 games and one cartridges, and they, they do okay with that because they have a lot of beloved games. But they licensed their name to this because they thought this is great. Instead of releasing 30 and one joystick thing, they'd have this thing, and this would be their baby, and they didn't have to do a ton of the work. They recently went to see this thing, its prototype, to make sure it wasn't as sketchy as everyone was saying it was. And while they didn't tell us it was totally that sketchy, they immediately bowed out and took their name off of it. Mm-hmm. 
this thing no longer exists if you try to Google it outside of like the the like homepage for the company. Like it's gone. There's <laughs> there, there's like no information on it really. So if it looks like a scan, okay. So I think I, I think this is the thread that connects these two things. It just it just came to me here. Uh-huh. If it looks like a scam and it's horrible on Kickstarter and everything like that, protect your wallet. Although if it's you know just a tiny investment, whatever, go fund it, right? If it's you know five bucks or whatever, take a chance. But if it's a large company <laughs> selling you something, it's definitely not going to look like a scam. And that's that's my that's my problem, right? If they're selling you something the same way these Kickstarter companies are doing things in a predatory way, um, they're going to do it with a marketing team. They're going to do it with assets that are impressive, you know, um, gameplay footage that looks good and stuff like that that's actually pre-rendered, etc. And a, a list of features that is never going to make it to the final game. And they are going to hook you in. It's easy to tell when something like that, Andy is a scam, right? Like you were saying, people were tearing it apart with the photos posted and such like that, right? It took a while. It took a while, but it, it easy enough to tell when something like that's a scam. Honestly, man, I don't know. When it's a major company that you know and trust, it can be a lot harder to figure out you're being sold a bill of, what's it? I think the entire idea goods? that it's a known company trying to sell you something in yeah. this manner tells you that they don't believe in the product. Because they want your money up front. And that alone should be enough for you to eh, be cautious about it, people. We're not saying never support an early access purchase. but I have supported uh, Ukulele. It looks like an amazing game. Yeah. Uh, most people would say it's just my you know, rose-colored glasses or whatever because I love Banjo-Kazooie. But when I say I love Banjo-Kazooie, I still play Banjo-Kazooie on a – pretty much every other year basis i love really? that game no I way i love the sequel yeah. yes nice like so to hear that those guys and it's called ukulele that's cute again, and that's to have cute. mark kirko yeah. doing their music who i love this is great i'm i'm on board it doesn't they have a character called trouser that is a snake wearing pants <laughs> I mean, that His sounds pretty good. His design is the best thing ever. He's a snake coming out of one trouser leg, going up the other one, and then the tail is holding a walkie-talkie. Yeah. That I, I'm sold good. on that alone. Yeah. Um, glad to come to some sort of consensus there on that uh, point. Um, anyway, should we close out the show, folks? Yeah, that's about it. Pete, where can right. everybody find you? Brush W Insanity on Twitter. Oh, at Brush W Insanity on Twitter. My webcomic updating three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday uh, at uh, BrushWithInsanity.com. It's about two wizards doing wizard things. How about yourself, Kyle Pet? Well, let's find out where we can find Andy, first of all. Oh, okay. Andy. Well... Currently, this next coming week, you probably won't be able to find me much anywhere due to the computer problems, but Hmm. generally, if you're looking for me, I will be hunting you in your dreams. Now, I'll be on twitch.tv slash tactic09, that's T-A-C-T-Y-K-09. Normally, I will just be streaming a game that I'm doing awful at, or at least I believe I'm doing awful at. It's pretty good. He's got a microphone now, folks. Oh, that's kind of scary. Yeah. 
I try not to talk to you people. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at Kyle Pet. And if you want to send us an email, let us know how we did. Uh, you can do that at fringemeta at gmail.com. And with that, from all of us here at the Fringe Meta, have a good night.